Welcome to the Always On Podcast. I am your host, Duncan McPherson. And on this podcast, our objective is to always enable our audience. And these are high-performing fee-for-service professionals to always be working on their business and on themselves personally and professionally. On today's podcast, I had a great conversation with Kathy Durrell. Kathy is the owner of Lavish Cards. And in this episode, we discussed what it means to lavish your clients with service. And we talk about at least seven actionable, timeless, and very timely strategies that lead to client loyalty, client engagement, and client advocacy. If you like this podcast, please like and share. And of course, tell your colleagues. And if you have any ideas for topics in the future, please let us know. Thanks for listening. Okay, very excited to have a conversation with Kathy Durrell from Lavish Cards. We're going to talk about how to lavish your clients with service. Uh, The goal is to talk about at least seven actionable proven strategies that are both timeless and timely that lead to client loyalty, client engagement, and client advocacy. So hi, Kathy. Thanks for being here. Hi, Duncan. Thanks for having me. I'm always on with you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Nice little plug there. I appreciate that. So, um, Kathy has an unrivaled window into the world of relationship management. And I just want to remind everybody, because I talk about this all the time, that you manage three things. You manage money, you manage a business, and you manage client relationships. You manage how they perceive you, how they describe you. And I am absolutely convinced that using a proven strategy for thoughtful, tasteful greeting cards gives you the best bang for the buck, the highest ROI on both a qualitative and quantitative level. So, uh, Kathy, um, you started this, uh, what was it now, 10 years ago? Yeah, just a little bit over 10 years ago. And um, you know what, there was just I think there was just something missing in business communications, the, um, you know, the quality of product that you could get from, you know, any supplier was like a sort of a cheap paper product. It just wasn't something that you would keep. It's something that, you know, you would get and sort of pitch in the garbage or recycle. And so we thought long and hard about a product that would stay on the mantle, would, you know, have some shelf life. Um, we didn't want something, we didn't want to put our time and effort and uh, my husband's beautiful photography out there on, you know, something that was just going to be discarded. So um, the cards that we came up with are beautiful scenics or close-ups or symbolic images um, that are hand-placed on beautiful archival paper. So lots of our clients actually um, let us know that their clients frame them after the fact. And and uh, so, you know, that was sort of our goal was to get something out there that was beautiful and bespoke, spoke about a relationship in the quality and, uh, you know, just stayed as a reminder of that relationship on a mantle or, you know, on the uh, refrigerator, the, uh, <laughs> the louvre of people's kitchens. And yeah, exactly. And 10 years ago is when it it seems like technology started finding another gear and the advent of uh, digital sort of greeting cards amped up. And so just the concept of of revisiting high touch as a supplement to all the high tech elements of the client experience, it just and again, the results uh, and feedback speaks for itself. We'll talk about that. But jumping into our, our checklist of seven items. So we, we talk a lot about being a goals-based professional. So your clients, fee-for-service financial professionals and other knowledge-for-profit professionals uh, are goals-based, which ultimately means upfront, they know what matters to their clients 
But the premise here is that when a client achieves a goal, it's a great idea to pay tribute to that achievement. And so just recently, I've been talking to financial professionals about these critical life events that occur in their clients' lives. So a client has a kid that gets accepted to a great school. Um, the family, the, the mom and dad retires and they buy themselves a little motorhome. Uh, they sell a business. They acquire a, a, a vacation property. It's a great idea just to celebrate that achievement to punctuate what it means to be a goals-based professional. That's a, that's a proven strategy, right? Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, sort of, um, you know, wedging yourself in there into, you know, it's not everyday life, but just being involved in, um, you know, those celebrations or, you know, those milestones, I think is really important. It's something that, um, you know, we're so busy just doing the business of business that sometimes we forget that, you know, those personal touches just set us apart from, you know, our competitors or, you know, not even competitors or, or from our clients looking elsewhere for a better product or, you know, a better professional. So mm -hmm. I, I think being involved in, you know, making those notes and, and knowing when to sort of involve yourself in, in your clients, you know, day-to-day -day lives or like those, those, you know, excellent moments um, is important. I like that phrase, involve yourself. And it's interesting because, you know, back in the 90s, Bonnie Raitt had a great song, Give Them Something to Talk About. Mm -hmm. And I, I, if you jump to the end, if you think of KPIs, so key performance indicators, the KPI every professional should strive for is when you send a card to celebrate and involve yourself in a milestone or an achievement and the family talks about it and my favorite is when uh and and this actually happened when a mom received the card from a financial professional and said to the dad who is the primary person in the family interacting with the professional she said, how did he know that this is going on in our life? And that prompted him to send a card to help us celebrate. And the dad said, well, honestly, it's their job to know what's going on in our life. And it's their job to know what matters to us. And when we achieve something, mm -hmm. that is a powerful uh, galvanizer in a relationship with a family. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a great marriage between, you know, modern technology and modern communication and, you know, the traditional, which is, um, you know, a greeting card and greeting, greeting is just a formal, you know, it's a, it's, you can greet people in person, you can greet people with handwritten notes or cards. And, you know, when you marry, a powerful image and powerful words together and present that to someone. It's almost like having the best one-sided conversation with someone and just saying the perfect thing and just leaving the microphone drop, right? It's, it's like, wow, how did they know? And so that's what you're talking about is, you know, involving yourself in just the right way. So that's why, you know, that one-sided conversation and just letting people know um, you know, you know, and you're, you're happy for them or congratulations or, you know, that's just a, a really important thing to do for people. And I think we've forgotten about that with the speed of technology and the immediacy of being able to pick up the phone, which people hardly ever do. I think greeting cards come just below picking up the phone and talking to people now too. So, you know, texting people or emailing is is more the norm. So I think something that's surprising and, and just sort of lands in the whole entire, you know, household is, is really important and forgotten. Okay, so interesting, you should say that because jumping from sort of theoretical to experiential. Mm -hmm. So 
I literally this morning, I was, I was told a couple of days ago that a friend of mine who I've known for 40 years is coping with a significant health issue at a very key point in his life. And, uh, you know, just heavy. So I got on the phone with him today, but here's what's interesting. Cause I knew we were going to have this conversation before I picked up the phone and called him. I reached into my drawer where I have my stockpile of lavish cards. And I instantly grabbed this one, which I, that's the three sisters in the Rockies, three right? Sisters, yeah. Right. Now he is from Alberta and I know he's been there. He lives in uh, the East eastern part of canada now but you know it was amazing i was just about to call him and i grabbed this card and I, it occurred to me that it's an experience for me to start thinking about what i want to say to him uh you know because he's in a battle and uh this this had an emotional impact on me for many reasons. Uh, and then it occurred to me, because I like lumpy mail. So, you know, when they when you receive something in the mail, you you and you realize there's something inside beyond just the thing. So, you know, I love silver. And <laughs> I love I pull, silver. <laughs> I know you love silver too on many levels. But it's funny, we I grabbed a coin because I was going to put it in here because we played some golf together and I was jokingly saying, this is probably too big for a golf marker. Cause I, I can't wait to golf with him again, but here's the point. I, I, during the conversation, we were talking about silver linings that come out of tough periods in life. And um, anyway, the coin I grabbed, uh, it says freedom on it. And I, I thought to myself, I can't wait to write something in that card that speaks to when he's liberated from this experience and on the other side of it all to enjoy his life and his family and uh, everything he deserves uh, right. because he's worked hard. He's a, just a great quality guy. So my, my point in bringing this up, not to get too sentimental, is just that it, it, it forces the sender to stop and slow down and think about things that matter. And I just know when this lands on his end, it's going to have a very meaningful impact. So uh, where I'm going with this is we all in the practice management world talk about a standard of care. Okay. And so standard means it's your decorum. Care means you care and you care about what someone cares about. So where I'm going with this is the, the distinction between client service and a client experience. So client service is how you react uh, during a moment of truth or an issue, a firefighting issue of some kind. You've got to deal with something. Client experience is what it means to be your client. And a lot of that is scheduled. And I know you have clients where you've told them, let's make sure important moments like birthdays and anniversaries and recurring events don't fall through the cracks um, because there's a pretty powerful ripple effect that comes from consistency that impacts branding. So does anything come to mind uh, on that concept? Well, you know, Duncan, I think um, thanks for telling me that you were sending out that card because it made me think about, you know, we usually send out greetings for historically for um, you know, positive events and things like that. But, um, you know, the last couple of years have sort of left us, <laughs> you know, with some really positive things, some really amazing things and some, you know, not so great things. And you know what, I think people just tried to, it's human nature probably just to skip over those and forget them. But I think sometimes you have to lean into those situations that are a little bit uncomfortable and sort of try and figure out if you can put a positive spin on that so mm -hmm. you know the words that you'll find I'm sure will be 
amazing for you know your friend that you're sending the three sisters to and uh, you know sometimes I, I it's it's hard it's hard to actually put that into words and and uh you know so I I think that's great I think um with scheduling things too birthdays are great um people they don't expect birthday cards on their birthdays not so much unless you're me and it's from my mom because I get birthday <laughs> cards from her every year but um you know I think you have to put it into action so you can't it's it's one of those ideas it's sort of a creative idea that you you know marry with your your business practice and it's so exciting thinking wow I can you know this is going to be great for my business but then once you start thinking about it and doing it and or or think about doing it it sort of gets you know life moves at such a speed that unless we actually organize and say we're going to do this and we're going to start out small or we're going to start out big and we're just going to put it into practice um you know it gets lost so i think that's why we we got a great actionable calendar on our website mm -hmm. Um, you know, our clients take little bits of it. They take the whole thing. Um, you know, sometimes people just send out one card to all of their clients in a year just to reach out. And I like to call those campaigns. So it's a campaign where they send out like for Thanksgiving, for, um, you know, Mother's Day for the mothers, Father's Day for the fathers. And that's the card they send or a surprise card for, you know, here in Canada for Canada Day, Independence Day, we've just, you know, gone through that campaign. Um, a summer card, just touching base with people, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be for a specific event, like the birthday, of course, we sell tons of birthday cards, and, you know, they're all beautiful and cheery, and, and uh, but I think sometimes, like, you digging into your drawer and finding a card, that is blank that you can just write and maybe I'm getting off topic because I do that I'm chatty Kathy um uh you know it's it's really good to have that little tuck of cards so that when that thought comes into your mind you are just writing that out and you're sending it off because if you have to go down to the gift store find the perfect card find a stamp think about what you're going to write you know that's an hour hour and a half of your day and and um you know Time is our most valuable asset. So if we can be prepared for those moments in advance, you know, I think um, we're more likely to put them into action. Well, you bring up an important point about consistency and not letting things through fall through the cracks. And that is our next strategy, actually. And that is engage the team mm -hmm. in this uh, overarching philosophy and process, because I know you you tend to work with a lot of uh, team members, right? So CSAs, client service assistants, and associates, and things like that, and yeah. they they have in profound interactions with the clients. And some of those clients tell team members things that they don't tell the lead, and and things that clients reveal to a team. That's that's chemistry. That's proprietary information, and there could be some nuggets there that can be acted upon. Do you have any examples of that? Well, you know, I love teams that are made up of females and males because we all have different perspectives, and mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's easier for a female to send a card on Valentine's Day. We'll just say something you know like that, and we do have. Um, a team that um, the advisor, so I'm working with a financial advisor and his assistant is um, Jeannie that I've worked with for a million years. And she is so involved in, you know, in all of the mail outs and things like that and the client communications. And she actually is the one that sends out the Valentine's Day card. And it's not from both of them. It's just from her. Mm. So it's it's kind of a cool thing to, you know, find sort of your niche that works for you within your office. I mean, it's, I think if my financial advisor sent me a flowery Valentine's Day card, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but you know what, maybe, maybe if, if, you know, he took the, you know, uh, the image and the, you know, the words that are inside and put those together and, and made something that made a connection between, you know, uh, 
their group and and home you know it's just those surprising moments so yes the birthday cards are great but i like surprising moments and mm-hmm. and you know just stuff that's out of the blue so it's a surprise when you actually go to your mailbox and you know you're sifting through all the you know hardly even get bills anymore because they're all you know mm-hmm. online so you're getting you know flyers and things like that and then you get this beautiful you know linen envelope with handwritten you know my name on on it and it's like okay I can't even wait to get home you know to open up that piece of mail so with an actual stamp on it it's like oh what is that thing stamp. yeah <laughs> yeah uh I'll tell your financial professional to send you out um Oh. St. Patrick's Day card. I'll, a St. Patrick's Day card. Yeah, that would be probably more. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Um, we do have, you know, um, I don't know if I can name names, but I've got, you know, someone that has Shamrock in there. And of course, he's an, an Irish guy. And so he sends out his big campaign every year is the St. Patrick's Day card, just because his clients expect that from him. So he sort of found his niche, you know, in that. He sends out a bunch of other cards too. And Actually, I think it's his wife that does that mostly, but you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't remember if it was you or maybe a client of yours who is telling me, because you you can create sort of like 10 siloed uh, kind of niche recurring holiday recognition, um, you know, St. Patrick's Day or whatever those little things are that speak to a specific client. But somebody told me that they send out valentine's day cards to their clients that are widowed mm-hmm. um was that you or is that a client of yours that told me that i think yeah i think it's one of our clients and so he has um you know widowed you know people um he also has um, um military people you know mm. so he sends out on veterans day and things like that just thank you for your service um, you know, so he sort of has his spreadsheet, you know, really, he, he's got a whole bunch of different things. And I wish I was that organized, like, I applaud him. He's, he's amazing. Um, and, and I do love that. And once you start doing something like that, you can't sort of skip a beat with that. You have no. to keep going with that. Or people go, where's, where's my Valentine's Day card? So, um, oh, yeah, it's conspicuous yeah. in the absence if it's then overlooked because it's, it's still a surprise, even if it's happened the third or fourth or fifth year in a row. But yeah, um, yeah it's, yeah. that's why it is called a best practice. It has to be uh, reinforced by the team. It's got to be, um, scheduled and part of the client experience which which brings up an interesting point because i've been spending a lot of time recently talking to our clients about their evolution and their progression and there are certain things they did when they got into the business that gave them professional contrast and uh really elevated their their abilities and fee worthiness so things they did when they got in then they stepped it up to stay in and grow up market Now we're talking about things you need to do to thrive in. But what's fascinating is the things we talk about that they used to do that worked really well, and then they stopped doing it. Uh, It worked so well, you stopped doing it. And, And it's part of that whole squirrely idea thing where many people we talk to, they consume so many ideas. They've never heard an idea they didn't like. And unfortunately, is when you adopt an idea or a best practice, sometimes something has to give and uh, gets gets dropped. So what's interesting is last time you and I were talking about this, you were talking about sort of easing back in. So you so somebody agrees, okay, I used to do this, it got a result, I stopped doing it, I want to start doing it again, but it kind of seems like work. I'm already busy. So what's a best practice to sort of ease back in to this absolutely, you know, fundamentally sound idea? I think you need to take a look at sort of where you can spend some time um, sort of getting getting that going again. So, um, you know, probably 
right now what we're doing, we have a Thanksgiving in July little promo going on. So I always send out to all my clients, um, you know, okay, I know Thanksgiving's a long way away, you know, um, the end of November for our US clients and the 10th of, seems early this year of October for our Canadians. Um, so it just gets them thinking about, you know, cleaning out their databases, thinking about who they want to send these cards to. So is it their top 10%, you know, clients or 20%? Mm -hmm. Are they going to do like everyone and just sort of see what happens? Um, you know, so sort of sending a campaign out. Birthdays are great, but birthdays are hard because you have to go weekly, monthly, you know, and what if you've forgotten someone you've sent, you know, uh, the partner of someone a birthday card and then you didn't send him a birthday card and you're like, mm. okay, that didn't work very well. Like I'm not as important. So I think finding a balance because, um, you know, like I said, that creative creative process sort of gets left behind when you know there's work that has to be done right so um i think you can do any the squirrely stuff so you want things that are out of the norm duncan i mm -hmm. I, I thought of um you know a few things um i mean greeting cards came from you know ancient chinese and egyptian civilizations so in the 1400s that's when the first greeting cards were you know gifted to you know people and they were always positive so for Chinese it was for New Year that was their big you know their big card sending or card giving because there wasn't really postal service um, and then you know in and and we talked about this too because I was surprised when I, I found this out that in sort of the early 1800s sort of Jane Austen times that the receiver of a card or a letter was actually the person that paid for the postage. So it's kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, regular posts didn't happen until mid 1800s when, you know, mm. the first postage stamp came. And then it was like every holiday, everybody, because, of, you know, there was no telephone. So that was, you know, everybody communicated with, you know, written correspondence. Um, so we've lost that a little bit, but I think there is, you know, like I said, that marriage of modern, like Zoom, like we're doing right now. And also, I'll probably have to send you a card after this one, I talk. <laughs> um, you know, just sending that out as recognition. And it's sort of a higher level of recognition, because when somebody gets that card, they know that you've had to take time out of your day, you've had to think about what you're putting in and actually find a mailbox and, and a stamp and, you know, send that off. It's not as easy. Um, I was thinking of, you know, how old fashioned greeting cards are and people used to send, um, you know, with long distance relationships, they would send, you know, a, a love letter and a card and, you know, spray it with their, their fragrance. And I went, you know what, why haven't I suggested for someone not to spray it with their perfume, but to use like a winter scent, like a pine scent or something. Mm. I know lots of people have some scent issues, but it's like, you know what, that's kind of a squirrely idea or, you know, a pumpkin pie scented um, mm -hmm. cards. We have one client who actually hand delivers pumpkin pies to their clients and so we don't have a pumpkin pie image so we encourage them to take a photo because they they're at this bakery that's probably 70 years old and so in front of that bakery I had her hold a pie up and we put it on the front of the card so I think this year I'm going to actually suggest that she sprays it with pumpkin pie scent <laughs> A customized podcast can add credibility and efficiency to your communication efforts. Sifting good prospects from the mass of suspects, staying top of mind with strategic partners and activating more advocacy from existing clients can be achieved with a turnkey approach. Learn more at proudmouth.com. Do you aspire to consistently attract and keep great clients while driving the enterprise value of your business? 
Do you want to achieve professional contrast by supplementing your technical ability with a consistent client experience driven by best practices? The Blue Square Toolkit brings the proven Pareto Systems philosophy and process to life in a way that tethers your team so that you can competitor-proof your clients, gain their full empowerment, and attract quality referrals, all while restoring liberation and order in your life, and all in an intuitive, easy-to-use, turnkey solution. Visit bluesquaretoolkit.com to get your 14-day free trial today. Well, multi-sensory marketing is a thing. Like you think about that new car smell, you think about like a, you know, lumpy male, these all uh, trigger people to think about things and uh, there's an emotional response. Mm -hmm. So I think they're good ideas. And I do want to come back to some innovations there in a moment, because um, there's, there's ways to reimagine the whole exercise of sending cards like you were touching on there, but I wanted to, I wanted to jump to something that, um, and I, I just call this idea, it's, it's related to canaries in the coal mine. These are little indications. They're sort of mid-course corrections or reminders of, of why relationship management is so important. Here we are, it's 2022. Hopefully we're towards the tail end of this bizarre disruption and now we're entering into this period of volatility and you know there's all kinds of things that a volatile a volatile market environment creates for best clients like this is what advisors tell me their best clients when they call they're not calling about anything else aside from how are you doing So they'll ask the advisor, how are you doing? It must be a little bit um, crazy for you right now. You must be very busy. I'm just checking up on you. I mean, to have a client call and ask how you're doing is validating about the quality of that relationship. But then, of course, other clients hint at that, you know, maybe there's some concern. You know, we talk a lot about the fear and greed index. And ultimately what that means in relationship management is your clients either feeling anticipation or apprehension for the future. And they might, you know, conceal that a little bit, but um, there was one episode not long ago, an advisor told me that he had a client who after incredibly extreme diligence, discipline, uh, delayed gratification, he retired. Uh, at the end of last year and right on cue a couple months later the statements start saying okay you're down 10 percent, you're down 12 percent and the client literally said to the advisor in a conversation um am I going to be okay like am I going to outlive my money like are we set and you know the the advisor because he's very enlightened about the whole premise of relationship management, he deferred right to our very simple process, which was ECP. So empathy, context, and planning. So the empathy is he didn't jump to a response. He let the client be heard. And then they started talking about goals and the future. And it was just a very nice, pleasant exchange. Then he went to context. He talked about the, the 26 significant market disruptions that have happened in the last 100 years and how we're batting 1,000 and we always come out of them better than we went in eventually, but they're playing the long game, the long view. And then he went into planning. He didn't talk about how he's reacting. He talked about how they were prepared for what's going on. And he was telling me this, and I, I wish I would have said, that it probably would have been a great idea to maybe send that client a card and say, hey, I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, you know, you can call me anytime and then just make a reference to something that's going on in his family uh, or recreational life based on form just to punctuate 
the relationship. So, so, uh, you know, I just wanted to sort of throw it out there as, as do you see those little sort of uh, impulsive reactions that people have to deal with some of these uh, emotional elements like what we're in right now? Well, you know, I think just having, you know, your desk with a few, you know, empty cards that you can write whatever in. But I also listened to that, Duncan, and I thought, you know what, maybe that advisor should have been proactive and sent out something positive when, you know, and like I said, lean in instead of, you know, just skipping over it and going, okay, I hope nobody calls me on this. And, you know, this is the normal market cycle because we all know it's, you know, ups and downs mm -hmm. and, and things like that, but it is uncomfortable. It's, it's not comfortable to see, you know, your legacy money or, you know, even your retirement income sort of go down. Okay. We can't take as many vacations. So, you know, sort of sending out something positive in advance might just, you know, help people through that. I know with, you know, my most important relationships, I, I take those people for granted, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, we're, you know, we're all good. We're all good. Nothing's, and, and the relationships I work hardest on are the ones that aren't so easy, right? That, you know, always have, you know, there's always back and forth, or I don't know what that person's thinking, so I better buy them flowers or, you know, this or that. So it's the same sort of thing, I think, here where, you know, this is an unusual situation um, that, you know, of what's going on in the markets right now and, and what happened with, with them. But, you know, to be proactive just sort of puts people's minds at ease. Well, and you bring up a good point because, yeah, there are a lot of people that uh, either play defense or they disappear when things get sketchy, um, which is obviously why we tell the people we work with to just be incredibly proactive and be the fountain of optimism and the voice of reason and add that human touch. And, and in advance or after a conversation, um, it definitely will be well received, especially because it's something they can hold in their hands. The other canary in a coal mine I wanted to bring up, and this is something that I'm hearing more and more often, especially because of the disruption, is clients brushing off meetings, even if it's virtual. So you get a client who says, hey, you know, our upcoming uh, meeting, uh, it's all good. I trust you. Uh, I'm busy, whatever you think. And there are a lot of people that will hear that and say, oh, that's cool. They trust me. And I'm like, that's not cool. It, the moment a client tells you they don't see the merit in getting together with you in person or virtually, that's where the amnesia and the loyalty fatigue and the drift starts to occur. And now the relationship is at risk. So for a long time, we've been talking about rebranding review meetings as strategy and tactical meetings, uh, where it's part of our process. We invest the past into the future. It's agenda-driven. Uh, it's not a rehash of something that's already happened. It's, it's more directional. It's not transactional. It's a key part of the process. But I've got to think that sending a card, and maybe you're right, I mean, the gold desk mentality, the brand within the brand sort of mindset where it's like, okay, my most deserving clients, the top 20%, after a strategy and tactical meeting, I will send a card thanking them, telling them how much I enjoyed meeting with them, highlighting a couple of key points that they mentioned, mentioned and maybe including a summary of the conversation framed in form and aspirations uh, as an enclosure within the card would be a nice way to ensure that clients are rekindled in terms of their appreciation for those meetings. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, like you said, that multi-sensory, so you listened, you watched, and then you get something in the mail, something came to mind when you were talking where I'm going back about lumpy mail, but this is about meetings too. So um, I have a really uh, great advisor and, and she said, Kathy, do you have um, a teacup? And I'm like, sending out a teacup? No, we don't photograph teacups, right? We 
photograph birthday cakes that people ask us and things like that, but a teacup, why would you want a teacup? So her idea was to send out um, lumpy mail with a teacup card, just uh, with some two tea bags in it, and um, just inviting them to sit down, relax, and just have a, you know, just a phone meeting or a Zoom meeting over a cup of tea. So instead of, you know, formalizing it in an office, which I think people have learned that they don't necessarily have to get together like that always, that, you know, um, you know, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. And I just thought, wow, how creative was that? Like to put that and, and touch their clients with something like that going, well, that's a really cool idea. And, you know, maybe some people did it and maybe some people didn't, but it was just another way to connect and, and um, try and get that, that meeting going. Well, and attention getting right. Like it, it get it wakes, it's rejuvenates and, and wakes people up like, because it's unexpected. And right. uh, yeah, no, I love that idea. Do they, do they patent that idea or do they allow you to suggest that to others to use? Well, it's out there now, isn't it? <laughs> there so. you go. <laughs> we <laughs> no, can edit yeah. this if you get in trouble. Yeah, it's not patented. It's it's all good. I'm sure I'll I'll tell her. I'll give her a call too. Maybe I'll send her a card. <laughs> a couple more things on this last on this uh, theme of the canaries in the coal mine. On the positive side, I love hearing stories about when somebody gets a massive referral like a big introduction, especially when it's the first time somebody gets an introduction from a client. So they become, they, they literally convert from client to advocate and it's a big, big deal. It needs to be celebrated. And um, so, so the, the, the reaction there is a, a call and a card, right? So a phone call and you call up and you say, thanks for the introduction. It's never, thanks for the referral. Thanks for the introduction. You talk about the conversation and then you ask the question you say what did you say because when i met your business partner i couldn't believe how bought in and engaged and predisposed he was obviously a great guy what did you say like what what happened when you made that introduction how did you describe me and the client says the advocate now says what did i say i said that you're a goals based professional you're very consistent. You always use an agenda. And then I said, you know, if anything were to happen to me, the second or third call my wife would make would probably be to you. And then I said, it's absolutely non-optional. You have to talk to my financial planner. And I'm like, wow. I mean, could you ask, I mean, the persuasive impact of that messaging coupled with the, you know, trust from the messenger is so incredibly powerful. But then to send a card after that call, sort of echoing how much I appreciate the introduction and then making a reference and, and just the concept of receiving the card just validates that professionalism and that standard of care. I think it's absolutely um, an essential best practice. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Another canary in the coal mine is when somebody loses a client out of the blue. And I get this call every now and again. They tell me, I just lost a client I've had for 12 years, significant client. And I say to them, I said, let me guess, you never saw that coming. No, I thought everything was fine. Last time we talked, everything was great. There was no indication that there was any fracture or that they were at risk. And I said, okay, so you need to call them up and Tell them you respect their decision. And then in the spirit of having this serve us, not hurt us, we want to raise the bar. So tell me, why did you leave? And it's usually something like, well, it's nothing personal. I just felt it was time for a change. That's loyalty fatigue. Then the second question is, what did your new provider propose that prompted you to make this decision? This is where it gets interesting. And they start to reveal things like, well, honestly, you've got too many clients and my life has changed so dramatically. I sold my business. My needs are more complex. I need a deeper level of service or something like that. So it's like this wake up call that maybe some things I've been thinking about doing, I actually should take action on and then send a card. 
just basically saying, I really appreciate you opening up and sharing that with me. I'm hoping we can stay in touch and I can show you the things that we're doing as a team to elevate the client experience, just keeping the door open mm -hmm. and then telling existing clients, not that you lost a client, but telling them that we're very excited about things that we're stepping up on. These are relationship management actions, even that are originating from things that weren't so great that can actually provide silver lining and, and prompt someone to raise the bar. So again, all these little opportunities, I think the knee jerk reaction is whenever something meaningful happens in someone's life or that impacts a relationship, the consideration should be have a phone call, send a card, pay tribute to what happened and let them know how it's going to uh, reflect going forward. Next idea I wanted to talk to you about, Kathy, was the concept of symbols and branding. So branding is such a powerful uh, driver for professional contrast. And I know you have an array of cards that symbolize not what a financial professional does for a living, but symbolizes what their value does in a client's life and what that does for them as it relates to their aspirations. So the concept of directional value, trajectory. So you've got images of bridges, right? Because we build the bridge to someone's financial goals or they build the bridge as they cross it in real time and other ideas. What, what other ideas do you have there on symbols and branding? Um, well, I love, and, and I think of this with bridges too, you know, you're on a journey, your life is a journey. So um, if you're bringing this person along or you're with them on their journey, it's, you know, the power of that image and, you know, positive words or words of uh, reinforcing that idea are really important. You know, people don't think about you know, they don't, they don't think about that all the time. And branding is, uh, you know, we have clients that send us photos of something that they see every day. So we, maybe we don't have the bridge they want, or they, you know, we can't be in Kansas at sunrise, you know, at that perfect little spot that everybody knows. So we allow our clients to sort of brand with us. So they will take that image and we'll put it on a card for them. So they will use that card for, you know, lots of their, their client um, correspondence. So, you know, just like maybe not birthdays, but, you know, they'll just have that tuck of cards um, with that brand in and we'll come up with words with them that sort of speak about them and what their relationship means with their clients. We have lots of them on our website too. So we have lots of things, uh, you know, it's hard to find words sometimes. So mm -hmm. just having, just looking at some words and, and some different verbiage and things like that um, allows people to go, oh yeah, yeah. That's what I like to say to someone. Let's switch it around a little bit to sound like it's more from me and my words. So I love sort of marrying an image with somebody's words that, um, you know, sound like they're coming from them. So that's what we try and talk to our clients. It's not an easy process because, you know, you're sending things out to so many people and, and you still want to sound professional and uh, you want to send the right image. But I think that, um, you know, like sailboats and, you know, like a lighthouse, which is, you know, a beacon of strength and, and you know, finding a way home or, or you know, lighting your way on a journey and, and making sure things don't crash. Are you allowed to say crash on <laughs> right now? Um, but, you know, I, I think when people embrace that and they put the right sentiment on the inside of that card, it's really powerful. Navigational instruments are another popular one. Roadways, pathways, journeys. And it's subtle, right? And it's not promissory on performance or an outcome, but it's just this very understated feel like, you know, how I feel about the swan, right? So sleep well at uh -huh. night. That's what's, that's what, so, so if I'm a client of a financial professional and I trust the people, the practice and the process, uh, it helps me sleep well at night. It liberates me to go live my life. I mean, that's what the, the financial professional's value does, right? The concept, like you're saying, of uh, the sailboat out in the ocean in a beautiful sunset, right? It's not the wind 
it's the set of the sale. It's not things out of our control that we fixate on. We fixate on what matters and what we can control. This is very subtle in its uh, symbolic value. And of course, as a companion to the cards, wall decor that symbolizes someone's value. The, the, the future pacing and uh, directional appreciation for value is engineered through branding and communication. I do want to wrap up with the uh, topic of innovations because you know your concept about uh, being in Kansas for sunset. So, so you have clients that will take pictures and then they'll outsource to you. Outsourcing is such a big part of this, right? We outsource our podcasts. We outsource so much ourselves. Mm-hmm. A, a client can outsource card fulfillment. So if they take a picture that they really like of an event or uh, an image, a symbol, they can outsource the fulfillment of taking that image, mounting it on the card and having that turned around so they don't have to get bogged down in all that. Right. Yeah. You know what? We all have these amazing phones that take fantastic photos. And you know what? We sit there and look at them and show people and, you know, it's, our everyday lives or it's spectacular moments and things like that. So we encourage people to send us, you know, an important photo or something that, you know, is in their area or might be important to their clients, or, you know what, just impart that image that here's where we spent our, you know, summer holidays and, and um, we do a little write up and, you know, we even get, we can have the artist, sign or you know the person that's sending it out their signature is under so that their clients can read on the back oh you know this was taken in uh, Yellowstone Park and on our summer vacation um, you know that sort of thing so it adds that connection so you're not just getting into your client's life but they're actually getting into your life too Um, Mm -hmm. I had a guy and he's I wish I could go on his drive home from with him. He's in Texas in rural Texas and he drives by this field every single day. And so it's this beautiful, beautiful field. You can see forever. And there was big, huge, white, fluffy clouds, almost a beautiful blue sky, green field and these great uh, cows there. And so he came up with, so he sent us his phone and goes, can you do anything with it? With his, you know, Texas draw. And, um, Um, I'd like to send out thank you cards and, uh, you know, well, thank you card, but he had this saying that he was great, he would be grateful till the cows came home. So that's what we put on the inside of his card. And it sort of sounded like him, right? And uh, that was, that was a really fun one to be able to create with him. So it was completely different. I get ideas from my clients all the time. Um, I do. There's so many ideas out there but you have to be able to get to the other side of sending them. So the ideas come, the ideas come, but to actually get that down into a product and send it out and use it um, because your time is so valuable. Sometimes that's not always the best use of time. Yeah. Just, just outsource it and put more sand in your hourglass, right. And just liberate yourself. You know, I got to tell you a story. So I know this substantial team, like there's, like 17 people on this team and they're, they're doing very, very well. And they hold a a shredding event in their parking lot. So they rent a big mobile shredder. They have a barbecue lemonade, the whole team's there and they invite clients to bring their boxes of stuff. They just want to get rid of and shred old documents and things like that. Have a hot dog or hamburger and some lemonade and bring family members and you know, there are clients who bring kids and brothers and everybody's got a box of stuff that gets thrown in the truck, but they, they take a picture of whatever family members are there with the team by the shredding truck. And then they send that as the thank you card. Great to see you. And like, that's just a, such a powerful idea. And, you know, I'm not, I, I, again, some people would say, oh, you know, greeting cards, what's the big deal? I mean, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's 
the more technology creeps into our lives, the more the human touch stands out and matters. Um, which, by the way, I want to I want to wrap up with a call to action. So you've got your actionable calendar mm-hmm. on your website. You've got some really great proven strategies and ideas about branding, but also now is the time to start thinking about sending out clients and getting organized to send out clients Thanksgiving cards to say thanks for a great relationship. Have a really great uh, weekend with your family. So now's the time to start thinking about that. It's July. It's July. And um, well, we know how important it is. So it's one of our big sort of promotions. We do, you know, a gift with purchase, you know, every July with anyone that sort of thinks ahead and, and, uh, you know, isn't calling me up at the beginning of November going, Kathy, what do you have in stock? Like with, and I'm like, we don't have anything in stock. Everything's handmade. So let's get this going. Let's, let's make it perfect for you. But like, order in July next year, okay? <laughs> Start thinking about July. Um, because, you know, for me, the Thanksgiving card is not a typical, you know, people don't get a ton of Thanksgiving cards, but friends and family are always together. You know, neighbors are over, everybody's celebrating. So when that card is sitting there and it's, you know, people go, oh, where did you get the card from? It's it's the only one that's out there. And it's, you know, we shoot, Glenn shoots a, a ton of really beautiful fall images to sort of celebrate, you know, that season. So for me, it's a no brainer. If it's the first time you're using greeting cards, send out the Thanksgiving card, see what kind of result you get, like what feedback you get from your clients, um, you know, but yeah, feel free to call me up. And, you know, our team is always willing to work with people, I mean, you know, no idea is um, just like no piece of art is completely unique that, you know, that idea has been around forever, but just sort of re-implementing it into, you know, a modern business practice, I think is, is really important. I know your clients uh, generally get a um, sort of bonus consultation with you just for some ideas around messaging and themes and things like that. Are you the origin of the term Chatty Cathy? Did that come from you? <laughs> no, I actually got a little Chatty Cathy doll that was probably half life size for, yeah, for Christmas when I was pr- maybe two. So no, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> me. But, you know, <laughs> even if people come to me with ideas, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. Okay, think about it this way. You know, sometimes I switch it around for them and they're like, oh yeah. And it's not an idea that is an original from me, but it's from years of, you know, seeing what works best, knowing, yeah. you know, when you have to send a piece of mail out so that it arrives on somebody's birthday or, you know, reading about, um, you know, knowing how long it takes our packages to get to you, how long it takes to handwrite something. So sometimes, you know, we have clients that send out 1500 cards in one campaign, there's no possible way. Well, there is a possible way, but they have to take, you know, a month off to write original messages to people. So we try to come up with something that is a good, we want them to be able to send those cards. We don't want at the end of, of a campaign you to go, wow, I've got 40 cards left over that I never used. I should have only ordered, you know, a hundred or something like that. So try to save you time by doing as much as we can for you and coming up with those ideas that will be, you know, the best bang for your buck. So net, net client, you'll, you'll own the mantle because your cards will be the nicest cards your clients receive. They'll have impact and shelf life. It's not just a greeting card. Remember, like we're not marketing to ourselves. Like we're in the business of relationship management, but on the receiving end, Thanksgiving card might be the only card they get. You might send out a hundred or 500 of them and say, okay, I'm just sort of going through the motions here. But on the receiving end, it's going to stop people in their tracks. It's going to open up a conversation within their family and it's going to galvanize the relationship. And there's, there's just so many ideas that Kathy has. So visit lavishcards.com, access the calendar, the actionable calendar, uh, have a conversation with Kathy, start thinking about the cards you're sending out to pay tribute to introductions, onboarding, 
uh, moments of truth and milestones. And then, of course, Thanksgiving is absolutely essential. Hey, so Kathy, I know you're really busy. I really appreciate all your great ideas and making the time for us. We're going to not only make this call uh, available as an archived uh, bumper to bumper, but we're also going to break it up into modules where people can access individual strategies. But uh, I just wanted to say what a pleasure it was to have this conversation. And thanks again for your time. Oh, thanks for having me, Duncan. Always, always great. Thank you for listening to Always On with Duncan McPherson, where our objective is to enable professionals to always be working on their business and on themselves. Want to learn more about Duncan and his team? Visit ParetoSystems.com. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Pareto Systems. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. If you're like me and want to spend more time educating people and less time selling, Proudmouth helps turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. They will help amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more.